The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, faithful? It is Tuesday, the 4th of July, Independence Day. Hopefully you are celebrating if you are in the States. And with me, I'm celebrating because I'm with the man, the myth, the legend, the Wayne Breezy. How we doing, Wayne? Yo, 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 yo. Listen, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Happy, whatever you want to be happy about. Just be happy. Yes. You know? That's now, I, I, I'm just going to, okay, I, I, I don't want to do this, but it's who I am. You know, do you know it, this is who I am. I know where we're going. All right. This is like one of my least favorite days of the year. I, I love, I'm a history guy, right? And yeah. so I see Yatsik. He's in the chat. We've already been texted. Um, yeah, it's right. I go to bed early, and I do like fireworks, but I go to bed early. And so I know this is international, or not international, this is... John Chapman doesn't sleep very well today. That's what that's what today is. I, I'm now moved on to the grumpy old man stage, and it just means I'm not going to be able to sleep because they're going to be popping fireworks, dogs going to be barking. But uh, very thankful for all those things, and I'm just joking around a little bit. Um, shout out to Clayton, the man behind the scene. Today's show is going to be fun because we have started our series where Wayne and I. Uh, this is the second inaugural. Um, NFC West rankings. We, we already started it last week. I was on hiatus a little bit. Shout out to the LaFrano family. Uh, amazing cool. host down uh, south of the border. Uh, had a great time down in Mexico for the past couple of days. Uh, had a wonderful time. But now we're going through offensive tackles, interior offensive line, and tight ends. So it's kind of a... Even though the tight ends are receiving slash protection, we wanted to group these positions in a protecting 
you know, run blocking, pass blocking, all those types of things. So excited about this. If you did not join us last time, we did front seven. So defensive front seven, that was last episode. You can go check that out. And if you want to check that out, the description to the Wayne Breezy Show is in uh, first thing mentioned in the description of this video or audio podcast. Go check that out um, after this show, not right now. But uh, I don't know. What were your initial thoughts as you were going through these, Wayne, the offensive line and tight ends of, you know, the Cardinals, Seahawks, Rams, and 49ers? Were there some things, outliers perhaps, that jumped out to you? What's the opposite of outliers? Yeah. Well, unless an outlier can be far down or far up. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> listen, this is funny because I'm sitting here saying, all right, I'm going to go through the offensive line. And, uh, and before you even get the tight ends, I will say that I did like the tight ends for each yeah. team. That I, That's going to be the most fun part to talk about, I feel like. Yes, it, we'll do them last because who I had at third, I was like, this is not a number three ranking. I, I was like, these guys could be number one. Exactly. Like, exactly. They probably would be number one in like three or four conferences. And so I walked away, man, dude, that's awesome. Because I said the tight end group was by far and away the best um, of I mean, the solid tight end groups besides one team. I'm pretty sure we have one team that does not have quality tight ends. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little while. But let's start with the offensive tackles. All right. This is tough because it's Trent Williams. Yeah. And then a bunch of names I've never heard of. And which... it's it's been this way with every group so far because you had Aaron Donald and everybody else. You had Nick Bosa and everybody ah. else. You had Fred Warner and everybody else. And now we're at the tackles. And it's Trent Williams and everybody else. And so right. how much weight – and I want you to take this away, Wayne. This how much weight does the superstar pull in these rankings? I think the superstar pulls all the all the weight. It, it, the superstar has been doing it. We have to stay consistent. It's, Trent Williams is probably a top five player in the NFL, maybe even the best yeah. player in the NFL. That's crazy. We're not even talking quarterback. I, and I know you can put, oh, Patrick Mahomes, blah, blah, blah. Listen, we talk about all-around player. Look, if that could be Trent Williams. And, and then you're trying to figure out, like, all right, man, look, these guys got offensive linemen. Uh, apparently, they did something well. Uh, like, how many times, how many sacks are they giving up? Blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. You got to kind of factor out. So it's going to be an interesting episode. But I think the weight of Trent Williams – is why I don't worry about our offensive line as much. I feel like his weight helps makes everybody else better because they see where they want to be. This is like, they like, yo, that's the end goal. We need to get on that level and that level mentality wise, wise only. And so like, I feel like that's the gift of having a guy like Trent. You're going to get the best tackle to protect your quarterback's blind side. And then you're going to, you know, pull up some of the other weight. And even last year in 2022, I mean, I, I, I know Mike McGlinchey might have been the worst offensive lineman we've seen, but even he got better. So, mm -hmm. and, and you know how I know he got better? Because Denver paid him an astronomical <laughs> amount of money. Which I love. I, I love that he got paid. Um, it helped us out. It, it totally. We're going to get a third-round comp pick. The 49ers are next year uh, because the Javon Hargrave canceled out the Jimmy G signing. But the McGlinchey signing was so much, we're still going to get a third-round comp pick again next year uh, for him going. So that, that's great news. So, and, and here's my question. I saw this, Josh, in the chat. 
he said Paris is number two, and he's a rookie, and I agree. Paris Johnson, who has never taken a snap in the NFL, Ever. I would say is the best tackle in this division, not named Trent Williams. Trent Williams. This is I told you this is fun. This yeah. is gonna be a fun. This is gonna be fun. Now look again. I don't know how we're gonna you know base this off. Are we gonna go off of off of what? But as far as uh, and they don't even have Parrish according to ESPN's depth chart. So I we gotta we gotta use the same depth chart because according to ESPN's depth chart, they don't even have Paris Johnson listed as a tackle. They're good. I I think and this was another thing because. Yeah, a lot of think a lot of people think he's going to start off at left guard. Guard, because okay, so let's do this. I think this will clear up a lot of the confusion. Let's go through the Arizona Cardinals tackle depth chart. Okay? All right, so let's start with the Cardinals. Let's, let's start go. with the Cardinals. So you got Paris Johnson. They traded back. It was the guy Kyler Murray wanted. He was my number one tackle in the class. He's incredible. Then they have Kevin Bilch, uh, Kelvin Beecham, who is hilarious. Because, again, we got to go back to Kyler Murray. He's the one that came out this year and said, quote, be a man and grow up <laughs> about <laughs> Kyler Murray in the press. But they signed him to a two-year deal. They have Josh Jones, former first-round pick. They have DJ Humphreys. They have four quality tackles, which is weird because the Cardinals are not a good offensive line team. But I'm looking at this group, and I'm saying, damn, that's four quality starters. Are they great? No. But I like how you just zoomed in there on uh, – Ah, that was clean. That was all clean. I want to do is zoom, a zoom, 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 and boom, a boom, 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 boom. There we go. <laughs> just shake your rump. All right. Uh, but th this is why a lot of people think Paris Johnson will be a left guard. So my question to you is, are we sliding him to guard? Because I want to do the same as you. You want to put him at guard for now? I mean, Beecham is the right tackle. Right. Um, Humphreys probably they left have Humphreys as, as the left tackle. I think because Paris Johnson is young, this is the time you can make that, you know, even though he was attacked college at the Ohio State, this is the time you can make the shift. We did it with our guy. We did it with um, Spencer Burford. Spencer Burford, right? So this is the time. Teach him guard position. It, it, it's, a, it's a hole. He's athletic enough to, to be that. So I, I'd say move him to guard. They're going to put their best five offensive linemen out there on the field. How about that? Yeah. Solid group. And even without Paris Johnson, if he's interior, this tackle group is still strong because Beecham, Josh Jones, DJ Humphreys, that's pretty solid three. It's not a bad group. I like it. Not a bad group. Okay, Seattle, and I saw this. What's up, Brunel? He says, what about Abraham Lucas? That's their right tackle. Yeah, so Charles Cross was their first-round pick. Lucas steps in last year. They had two rookie tackles. And it was funny because – Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, they got these two stud starters, and Geno Smith is MVP caliber. Well, that was the first seven weeks of the season. Then the NFL hit. Both tackles plummeted. Um, so did Geno, by the way. And they have no depth behind them. Stone Forsyth, Jake Curran, Jalen McKenzie. Who the hell are those guys? No draft picks. So they got these two young starters that they're hoping going to develop. But you look at the, the last 10 weeks of the season, those tackles – were below average, considerably below average. What do you think of this group for the Seattle Seahawks, the offensive tackles? I, I think they may, for the offensive tackles, they may have the worst group out of the NFC West. And we didn't even get to a couple of the other teams. So yeah. that, that's that's just for me and from, from what I've seen, especially in 2022, they may have the worst group of them all. Um, yeah. 
It's kind of they were in the convert. They were in the conversation. I, I thought there was a clear gap between one and two and three and four. And so Abraham Lucas finished 39th um, out of 81 tackles on PFF. Charles Cross 54th out of 81 tackles. And so if you look at just how they started versus how they ended, the narrative kind of gets set early in the season sometimes, and it kind of carries on. That's what happened with the Geno thing. They were bad. They were not good. And the Niners were able to exploit them not once, not twice, but three times late in the season in the playoffs. And a big reason why the Niners won those games was because the tackles couldn't do their job. All right, let's go to the Rams. Um, I've got Rob Havenstein and Joseph Notebloom as their starters. Flip those. Notebloom's on the left. Havenstein's on the right. That's what They I drafted have. Warren McClendon in the fifth. I did like him. Alaric Johnson, A.J. Curie, Zachary Thomas. Yeesh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Rams kind of depth chart and what they got going on? Again, it, it's it they're, they're, Seattle. To me, Seattle and the Rams are kind of like neck and neck on the worst offensive line group in the NFC West, uh, yeah. in my opinion. And when we start talking about tight ends, I feel like that makes the Rams even worse because I feel like Tyler Higby isn't your typical – pass blocking type of tight end so but they do have a couple of them so you know we'll get into that a little bit later but as far as the offensive tackles this they don't they don't do it for me like they they're they're not doing it for me and and it's funny because if let's say a couple of years ago let's say if Whitworth was still playing and he he helped raise the level of this offensive line right but he's not he's retired so yeah, there we go. Oh, look at this. Jax, what's up, girl? Uh, thank you so much for the super chat. Happy Independence Day, everyone, she says. I hope your day is awesome and you enjoy your family. That's Aww. what holidays are about. Always put thank things you, in perspective. Don't be a ball humbug like John Chapman over here. Um, enjoy. It, it is a wonderful day, and we are thankful that you're spending some time with us, uh, which, which is very, very important to us. So. I agree with you there on the Rams. And again, let's just run through the 49ers depth chart. Trent Williams, Colton McKivitz. Then you've got backup, Matt Pryor. I think Matt Pryor, That's what I think I'm he saying. starts for the Rams. Yes. I don't think he starts for Seattle with their young bucks, but he probably should. And I, I don't think, think he, he starts. I think for he Arizona. starts. I, well, see, I, I, I think he starts for any other team mm. but the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Just so let you know that the the depth of the Niners is with where they're going, because God forbid something happens, they want to make sure that those gaps are filled with talent, experience, and great depth, right? And so that's what you get when you draft when you uh, sign a free agent like Matt Pryor. All right. Yep. Same thing with Feliciano. When we get into that, I think those guys remain the depth. And they remain, they remain, you know, plug-in fillers. God forbid something happens. They're like the insurance policy. But I think if you put Matt Pryor on a different team in the NFC West, I think he starts, especially for yeah. the Rams and for the uh, Seahawks. I like that. Look at Sean. Look at this. Super chat. Yeah, I'm not reading Sean's. You're always reading Sean's. This the, the, is the, the day rule. we declared we will steal this land. We did it. Bless everyone who has died for our freedom Hey, question. You guys think Purdy will shut himself down? The cards are garbage. Guys think Shanny guys think Shanny will ever up his air attack. So it's a couple Sean of questions. Is all here. over the place. I, and, and I, I love freaking it. love it. I love it. But <laughs> notice how he took us away from we will steal this land and we went straight into question QA mode. 
So I kind of forgot about what he said earlier. So I'm ready to go straight to his Q&A mode. But, John, do you think Purdy will shut himself down? That's the first question. No, I did. We talked about this. If I'm Purdy, it's the exact opposite. If I'm Purdy, I'm accelerating my thing because I don't want another quarterback taking snaps ahead of me in game Correct. time because what if they do what I did and then I don't get my job back? Alex Smith, 2012, uh, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Like, no, the NFL stands for not for long. And right now, Purdy's the guy. And so if I'm Purdy and I'm at like 95%, my ass is on that field. And he is controlling the narrative with his agent by releasing all this timetable stuff. Oh, we're throwing already. We're ahead. of Like, no, no, no. Purdy's game plan is to be the week one starter. So I don't think Purdy will shut himself down. What do you think, Wayne? No. I. And again, it goes to everything you said. And just to double down on it, listen, number one, Purdy is a competitor. And, you know, he wants to go out there and compete. You got to remember, this kid was drafted again. The last pick in the draft uh, a couple of years ago. And and then on top of that, he had to work his way. He was the third string quarterback. Now, he did be out the third string quarterback. He beat Sudfeld. The 49ers said, here's your $3 million. You can hit the road jack. We like what we see in Brock. And 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 then, you know, uh, uh, some unfortunate events happened for him. And, and then he came in and then he just decided to say, you know, I will not lose. Right? And then he didn't lose. I mean, yeah. the only thing he lost was his damn elbow. <laughs> Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million members. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. You just pick more or less on two or more players, and you get a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. It's got quick withdrawals, easy game playing, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. That makes Prize Picks the number one fantasy sports app. I made my first $10 deposit and received an instant $10 bonus. If you have the skills, you play for a shot of turning your $10 all the way into $1,000. Here's what's great, too. It's available in over 30 states, including California, Texas, and Georgia. So all you got to do, especially during playoff basketball time, you just pick two players, Anthony Edwards for more or less than 29 points. You got Luca more or less than 32 points. However you see it, you just pick two and you can get paid. So download the app today and use 49ers for a first deposit match above of up to $100. Again, download prize picks today. Use code 49ERS for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Now, Sean, I know you have more questions in that comment, and I think we're going to kind of get to those as we go okay. on. So, Clayton, we're, once we get to our final tallies, uh, pull that comment back up, and we'll talk about the cards being garbage based on how we rank them through all these things. Then we'll get into the Shanty Air attack and all that stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that stuff. Now, one thing I want to go back to about the 49ers tackle situation before we tally up these groups. The question was, if Trent Williams goes down, Niners are in trouble. And I agree. You lose one of the best players in the Absolutely. NFL, it's bad. However, they have not one, 
but two backup plans for Trent Williams currently. Jalen Moore would be the guy, but I think he's this year's Trent Williams backup. But next year, I think it's going to be Leroy Watson. I and I like that. Him to and a long-term replacement. I think he's going to be one of those guys fighting for that spot. If Trent Williams was to go down, though, we just talked about Matt Pryor. And I think this is when you slide McKivitz back out to the left side because, to me, that's where he's stronger. And then Matt Pryor slides into that right, and you have Leroy and um, uh, uh, Jalen Moore competing, you know, Competing for that that swing tackle position because you need yeah. one guy that's going to be your swing, and then you're going to want to have a guy. And I I wouldn't be surprised if Leroy Watson comes out this in this training camp and just spot. skews right on up, you know, and and shows he sh- with a shot of progression that he's ready to move into that spot because that's what needs to be filled. And so, like at the end of the day, like if something was to happen to Trent, I think the 49ers, to me, I feel like they're well prepared at just about every position. But since we're talking about the tackle position, I think they're well prepared for a guy to come in, depending on how the, the injury is, you know, how, how bad it is. They're, they're, they're well prepared for a guy to come in and, and fill that void until Trent Williams is healthy again. I like so it. it'll be a problem. It, it'll be some adjusting to get to for sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think the 49ers will be just – they'll be all right, especially with the type of quarterback play that they get. They got quarterbacks that can ad-lib. They're not just standing there sitting there looking like ducks. So that, I, I know that can be a, a gift and a curse, uh, but I think for the 49ers that will help. And so I think they're going to be – they're gonna they'll be all right if that was to happen to Trent Williams. Yeah, and we've seen it the past couple of years. Uh, we've seen Colton oh, right. McGivitz did last year. We've seen Jalen Moore do it as well, and we've won those games. So let's get to it, Wayne. I want your one, two, three, and four rankings for the offensive tackle position in the NFC West. Um, let's start number four. Who is your worst? Who? Oh, that's Uh-oh. tough. We I'm going to go on with the other episode. I think I'm going to go with the Rams that's who I got as the to. worst. The Seahawks as the third worst. Believe it or not, the Cardinals as the second worst, but it's still far away from the 49ers at their best. Look at that, man. Guess what? Exact same rankings. Exactly. That's not the same, is it? Yep. I got 49ers one, the Trent Williams effect. I got the Cardinals two, but I said best depth by a mile and closer to San Francisco than they are the Seattle Seahawks, who have third. Uh, Seahawks, decent young starters, struggled. Rams, yikes. Probably worse than the NFL. Um, Okay. There's no no upside, and there's not even quality. So the Rams don't have quality. They don't have depth. Warren McClendon, who is a fifth-round pick rookie, maybe. Uh, But, yeah, so we've got the same ones there. But it's only maybe if – all right. It's only (laughs) a maybe for for me if they end up in a a situation like – the 49ers were in when they drafted a guy like Spencer Burford and then he just needed to come in and kind of like fill a void. And due to the injury to Daniel Brunskill, he was able to do that. So he slid from one position to the next and, and showed that he, you know, he had struggles, struggles as a rookie, but he showed that this is where he was going to be strong and he got better and better over time. He progressed, but the line was solidified. It's got to be a really good situation for a fifth round pick to work is what I'm trying to say. Yep. And again, you look at what go back to our shows last year. It was just like, oh man, is this offensive line going to be okay? Is it going to be okay? Is it going to be okay? Well, guess what? Shanahan has one of the most friendly, 
offensive line systems in the NFL. Mm. It's just what it is. And so that covers up a lot. So that's Agreed. the tackles. All right, let's transition now. Interior. Yes, this is going to be weird. Um, the big boys. So, yeah, and this was hard. You know, with as good as the tight ends were, I felt like the interior offensive line were the opposite. This is a very bad group. It's not a good group. Um, at least that's my opinion. So here we go. Let's start with the Cardinals again. It was kind of difficult to see who the starter was. Is it going to be Paris Johnson? Is it going to be Elijah Wilkerson at left guard? Um, Hajate Froholt, who came over from the Patriots. He's going to be the center. Will Hernandez, right guard. Um, then their backups. They drafted John Gaines the fourth uh, in the fourth round. Lasita Smith, Marquise Hayes, a whole bunch of other people. I don't know. Arizona Cardinals interior offensive line thoughts, Wayne. I actually like their interior offensive line. I like the Will Hernandez. This would be the second year there. Like, uh, and they just it's it's a glory for him. I, I I like it. And if they do keep Paris Johnson as a rookie and they move him to that left guard position, that's a bonus for them. Yeah. So I I actually like their interior uh, center uh, to the starting guards. I thought that was a big pickup. I thought that was a huge yeah. pickup, man. And so I actually like their interior offensive line. I think, I think, I think it could possibly potentially be some type of a problem uh, for some of the defenses uh, in the NFL. Can you imagine the Cardinals actually having a decent offensive line? Which is, yeah, but. yeah. Cliff Kingsbury is somewhere pissed off right now because he does not believe in good offensive lines. All right, let's go to the Seattle Seahawks. Damian Lewis, who I think I like Damian Lewis though. I think he's the best interior offensive lineman of the division. Uh, I don't think he's a superstar, but if I had to pick one guard by he's far, solid. it would be Damian Lewis. Uh, you throw in the center position, probably still would be the best player in this division interior-wise. Their center, Evan Brown, and then right guard, Phil Hayes. They're returning all three starters from last year. Yeah, I think their interior is pretty dang solid, right? And so yeah. um, this is going to be another tough group. You know, it's yeah. like for me right now, for the two teams we went, it's like 1A, 1B. Uh, do you want to go with the experience, the guys that are coming back as together with the Seattle Seahawks? You said that Damian Lewis is potentially the best guard in the division. And then you sit there and you go against, you know, are they are the Cardinals going to convert Paris Johnson to guard, which he might potentially become one of the top guards in the position. So we just don't know that. But we know what we get from Seattle. So I would say Seattle has the edge right now. They're the 1A. Yeah, and they got young pups in the wings. They drafted I Anthony see. Bradford in the fourth. They got your guy, Victor got, Olowatimi, the yeah. Michigan center from the fifth, who I loved. I love yes, that. Sir. Yes, uh, sir. So they've got – I like what Seattle has done interior-wise, and that is – yeah, I, I hate to say that, but yeah. Well, that, it, it ex well, John, it explains what Seattle is going to try to do because if you slide on up, and we didn't get to this position yet, but if you go to the running back's position – they're going to look to run the damn ball. I mean, they got yeah. Kenneth Walker III, who was damn near good last year. Uh, he missed the first game with us, but he played pretty decent in the second game. And then they drafted Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. And then they got Kenny McIntosh as well in the same damn draft from Georgia. Like, they're going to run the ball. They're going to have guards that are going to be able to pull and do exactly what they need to do to get them some inside, outside, you know, movement. They're not a power run team, but they're going to look to move the ball on the ground this will help geno smith a lot i hate that i'm even talking like this but that's what the show is called for it, it sucks but 
we got to know our opponent. Yeah, it's healthy to take a step back because we get washed. We get so stuck. Yeah, it's all right and gold. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This is a good exercise. Look at our colors. Yeah, we're we're totally no bias here. Uh, All right, let's go to the Rams. Um, They drafted Steve Avila uh, Mm -hmm. in the second round, top 40 pick. Uh, Colton Shelton, I think, is their starting center. Tremaine Ankrum, their starting right guard. And listen to this. Of all the guards on the roster for the Rams, only two career snaps combined. Yeah. They're by far the worst. Oh, in the NFL. In the NFL. Man, if there was a way I could get Cooper Cup off this team, and get him just anywhere, anywhere else, yeah. like 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 out of the NFC West. I would I would do it. Poor Cooper Cup. Uh, look bad, for a bunch man. of quick throws from Matt Stafford and a bunch of Cooper Cup, because uh, I I just don't see how the protection is going to be able to protect an old guy like Matthew Stafford who doesn't move as well anymore, right? And so they by far have the worst offensive line in the NFC West. You're saying in the NFL, I'll leave it as as the NFC West. So they're definitely yeah. going to be my fourth in the rankings. And and the thing is, like, Mac Brown, the old Texas coach, he coaches for UNC now. He's like, you know, you go in and you restart a program and you put all these young guys and people are like, oh, but you're young. Well, if you're young and good, that's one thing. But if you're young and bad, that's another thing. Like, yeah. even if Steve Avila, who was a second-round pick, so they invested there, is great, they still do not have a quality center. They still do not have a quality right guard with potential. They have a bunch of undrafted free agents everywhere. So even if one or two step up, they're still going to be hurting. Um, yeah, that one's bad. All right, let's go 49ers. The same three starters from last year in Banks, Jake Brindle, Spencer Burford. So you've got the Seahawks and 49ers returning all three starters. Then you bring in John Valenciano. Awesome. Could do it all. Nick's the kill. Jason Poe, Joey Fisher. Niners, pretty solid group. I think the group is solid. I think the starters returning, I mean, I, I would give it the same – now you're like that 1A, 1B, 1C uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and now I actually think this bumps the Cardinals down to a solid two. Uh, and so, like, now when you're looking at there, because the 49ers returning their starters, Seattle returning their starters, they both have young groups. This would be, like, the second year. I know this is going to be Aaron Banks' third year, but this would be a sec- going into a second full se- like, you know, full right. season as a starter. And, and so this is good for him. This would be Spencer uh, Burford's going second year season as a starter. So technically, Banks and Burford are kind of, like, on the same level, even though Banks has been in the league one more year. And then when you add the depth – you add the veteranship, the the mauler from from uh, Feliciano. I feel like that may give the Niners a slight edge, but I really, I really like that Seattle group. I hate, I don't, I hate it that I like it. This is tough. Yeah, look, look at Terror. What's up, Terror? I see, I see, I see. Yeah, go ahead, read this one. I'm struggling over here. Read Terror this one. Dome, Spencer yeah. Burford signed with my cousin Sports Ooh. Management Group. He can do no wrong. Pro Bowl here to Terradome. The one and only Bishop is calling it. I like how it. cool would that be if he takes that step up? I love it a lot, actually. All right, here we go. Let's rank these interior offensive line groups. Who's last? Let's go worst to first I, rams rams are my four john <laughs> rams are my four as well and, hey, I, and I, I know we got we get a lot of rams support on our shows but they have to like look in the mirror and face reality that 
your team has some good pieces, but overall the team is just not what it was two or three years ago. It's just not. Other teams have gotten better. Other teams are financially able to do things, and the Rams are kind of like stuck. So, therefore, I think this pushes Arizona to me to three. I think I got the Niners at two, and I'm going to put Seattle at one, and I know people are going to slap the smack out of me, and I get it. But I like the Seattle group of interior guys, man. Yep. Guess what? Exact same order. Well, I guess we both gonna get slapped. But now, listen, we will slap back. I like. I just want to know. Just want to know. We gonna slap back. But I, I just think that's the right order, man. Like for right now, that's the right order. That's. It's not a shot at our guys. I feel like Banks. I feel like Brendo. Okay, these are all second year starters that I feel like. They still have a they they haven't hit their ceiling, and I know people don't like to use that term. They got a lot to prove. I think Brendo can get better in the run game. I think Banks ran out of gas at the end of last season. I think uh, 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 Spencer Burford caught a brain fart. It was just a lot being thrown into him his rookie year. If they can step over that hump, they might be the damn best group going into the next you know decade. But right now, I'm gonna rock with the. I think Seattle has the best group. Of interior guys. And I think a lot of this too, this is the first group out of five that we did have the Niners first. We had them first, 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 second mm. so far. Um, and to flip that, we have had the Rams last on every single group that didn't have Aaron Donald in it. But see, we so so we show we're showing proper discourse amongst the players that we're talking about like listen you got aaron donald man it changes the game yep he upgrades that level now certain teams know how to neutralize him that's where his quality is going to go down but back to the offensive line this is an offensive line show we're talking about best protection in the nfc west yeah uh i I think the niners have the better tackles the best tackles uh, but i feel like the rams has the best interior Oh, the Seahawks. Seahawks. Seahawks, I'm sorry. Have the best interior. To stick with this, like, I think I have Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are closer to one than they are to four. Exactly. Top three gap. Yep. Top three are a tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a huge drop off. 100%. Remember I said um, 1A, 1B, 1C, and then I kind of slid the Cardinals down to two, right? Yeah. So I, I push the, I put them at two, but they have to be three because they got to pick a one, two, three, four. So that's kind of where I am. And I think the continuity, returning three starters on the interior is very important. So the Seahawks and Niners get a huge bump there for me. Yes. Uh, but if you Correct. wanted to have the Cardinals one and you think Paris Johnson Jr. is going to be their left guard, I totally get it. I don't, I don't think you're wrong. It's just a different opinion. Different opinion, different perspective, and 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 listen, it it can happen. It's kind of like an unknown. It's kind, and so you're basing off a of projection. And so, like at this point, I don't I don't think they deserve that. I I, I yeah. can't do that. I'm gonna what I know, what I've I love seen. It. Man, this is a good show. I, I'm Great show so far. I'm All right, <laughs> let's get to by far the best position group we have. Like gone. This might be the yet. best damn position group in football. I mean. It, it really might. The tight ends of the NFC West are straight fire. So here we go. Let's jump into it. Um, let's talk Arizona Cardinals first. We've been doing that, so let's just love it. With it. I, I, I I like the group. What am I supposed Zach to do? Zach Ertz, here? Trey McBride, 
Uh, then they've got a whole bunch of backups, but whatever. But you're talking about Zach Ertz and Trey McBride. You've got your experienced stud wide receiving option. You've got your super freak athlete, high upside young guy and Trey McBride. That is an awesome tandem at the tight end position. It is. Uh, And, you know, with Zach Ertz being a little bit older, just has to figure out ways to stay healthy. But I think that's where you get Trey McBride. As long as he's progressing in their system and what they want him to do, he's savior for a guy like Kyler Murray, whoever's throwing him the ball. If it's Colt McCoy, I don't know. But at the end of the day, they got a solid duo at the tight end position. Uh, and so right now, obviously, they're going to be in first place because that's the first the team. But I really like this, this this solid duo. I'm not sure about the other two guys. I see Chris Pierce Jr. and Noah uh, Tagawi or Tagai. Uh, I see him there as well. But I do know who Trey McBride and Zach Ertz are. I, I know them for sure. Yeah, look at this. Okay. I'm going to read this one. Um, Sean is back with another one. Oh, it keeps pulling down. Sorry, sorry, Clayton. My bad. Will you put that back up there for the Sean comment? Thank you. I apologize. That's my fault. Uh, Sean, thank you for the super chat. He says, "Oh my gosh, John, watch your face as Brittany reads my first comment." Uh, <laughs> it's always I just gotta, you know, Sean. You're amazing. You're the best there is. We talk about you when we're not on air sometimes. Uh, because you just crack us up, man. He says, I take John to the early days of his YouTube career when he sees a super chat from me. Not only does he have to decipher it, but he fears what it will say. Hashtag censorship or, or parenthesis. You're the man, Sean, and we appreciate you. And you like, here's the deal. Okay. I'm just going to be real honest with you, Sean. We freaking love you guys. For sure. And we get the opportunity to meet a lot of you at a rush road trips, which makes it even better. So when the comments come in, it's, it's awesome. You know what I mean? And, but yes, sometimes, sometimes Sean, you you age me and Wayne a little bit, but we love it, and we hope uh, it continues for quite a long time. Would you agree with that, Wayne? I think Sean is quite the way <laughs> of with words philosopher type of preaching guy. Like that's what he does. He's, just, he's good with words, and he's good with them. And you just have to have that decoding book. Yeah. Uh, of Sean, the book of Sean. You need the book of Sean in <laughs> order good. to hold what in the hell he is speaking of at the moment because it changes every moment. It's never the same. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, let's get back to these tight ends. Uh, let's go Seattle. Man, Noah Fant, Will <laughs> yeah. Disley, Kobe t- Parkinson. Now, now, now their depth edges over, uh, to me, the Cardinals, right? Yeah. But but the question is, their depth is better, but are, is the starting quality better? Would you take would you take Zach Ertz over Noah Fan? No. Uh, You're talking uh, about a veteran that's been there, that's done that, that's consistent, and the only thing you can that concerns you about yeah. Zach Ertz is health over you a take kid Ertz. that you couldn't take get Ertz. yeah because because Fan couldn't get right in Denver, but he's much better in Seattle. I will say yes. That. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But, like, they even got Noah Gryffindorf. 
um, from undrafted Sounds- free agent from North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Like all three, Kobe Parkinson, Will Disley, Noah Fant, top 30 in PFF scores last year. Like solid. That's three solid, just solid dudes. But I, I don't know who their starter is. I don't think they know who their starter is. They all get about the same snaps. I um, it de- I think it depends on because Fant and Disley are two different types of dudes, and yes. then Kobe Parkinson's a different type. To me, Kobe Parkinson is that all-around type of tight end. He can block, he can catch. I feel like Will Disley's more of that blocker, but he will go out like go back on a route and catch a pass. I feel like Noah Fant's just the extension of your wide receiving position. I, I just think you got to get him on a on a linebacker, bad matchup or whatever, and and let him take advantage of that. That's to me where Noah Fant excels. That's the type of football he plays. Um, but they got a solid damn group, man. Solid it's- group. It, yeah, they're, to have two tight ends is rare in the NFL. To have three, that's a whole nother thing. Um, yeah, so, having said that, let's get to the Rams, who the Rams suck. Okay, let's just be honest. <laughs> I think the Rams are a terrible team. But Tyler Higby's a decent tight end. Bryson yeah. Hopkins, decent tight end. They drafted Davis Allen in the fifth out of Clemson, Clemson. who you and I both liked. Yes, we did. Um, not a bad group. Not a bad group, and you ask yourself – which position group will help save the quarterback the most? And it's always the tight ends. It's it's always that bailout tight end somewhere. Tyler Higby is a mother freaking pro. I like Tyler Higby. I I yeah. I just don't like him when we play against him. Uh, <laughs> Bryce Hopkins. I don't know too much about Bryce and Hopkins. Uh, Hunter Long. I've heard of and Davis Allen could be. Uh, a stud depending on how training camp goes yeah. as a rookie so we'll see what happens but i i still right now the edge goes to seattle i like this i i see this here's what i want to ask okay we haven't got to the niners yet with george kittle but who's the second best tight end kittle's number one zach Ertz, noah fant will disley tyler higby who's number two for you oh shoot i think i'd take higby i think i would go with higby or Ertz. But Ertz think, is just so I, he's just soft. He's just finesse only. I think I would go Higby. I like Higby, man. Yeah. He I rated thirty second like, out of seventy three for tight ends. He had a little bit of a down year, but everybody did for him. I mean, the Rams uh, when you lose Cooper Cup, it changes the dynamic of how you're utilized. And if he becomes that weapon, I mean it was him and Skoronek, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so like well, he was just he he gets is he a tight end? Is he not? Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I he's got weird. You. He's I got weird. You. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't you. know. Higby is old. All right, so let's go through the Niners. You got George Kittle, the best in the West, and then you got the two young rookies. You got the third round pick, Law Two, Cameron Law Two. You got the seventh round pick, Braden Willis. Then you got Dwelly Warner and Fumagalli. So you've got like three old vets. You got two young pups, and you got the best tight end in the NFC West by far. I think that skews it up, though, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you're just staying consistent. Like, George Kittle is a top three tight end in the NFL. And it all you need is the right supplement pieces around him to, to like, in that room. So I think they drafted two guys, right? Because you're looking at – you brought back Dwelly on a one-year deal. This would be – I think this is the last year of, of Warner's deal. And so, like, you're going to kind of – Maybe phase those two guys out if possible. If 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 depending on the progression of the two young studs, but the two young studs they got are playmaking guys, right? And you can line them up 
in the slot, in the backfield. I mean, the Niners are looking to do some damn at the tight end position. So I always say, damn, just throw Ross Dwelly the ball more, man. He can catch. I don't understand it. He's you know? got good hands. He just the after the catches are right. Oh man, there's but, no yak whatsoever. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's ack. It's Looks not like even, me running out there. Slow no, motion I think I think things. you can get. A, I think you'll be better at getting a yak. You'll make at least the first guy miss. He just catches the ball, gets hit, and goes down <laughs> to the ground. But I I don't know. It's, I think you know when we got to rank these, and I know it's going to be you know I just feel like George Kittle is the best tight end in football, so it's on it's going to be a number one for the Niners for me. I mean, okay, and and well, and, and and then I'm I'm struggling between Arizona with Zach Ertz and Seattle with that crazy. So that group. means you got the Rams last. I do. <laughs> Every time, man, the Rams are like people don't understand how bad the Rams are. Now, having said that, they don't have a bad tight end group. I have them four as well, though. It, with I mean, with Higby and then you know Hopkins, but, Davis but Allen. Who knows? Here's here's the thing, right? And I want to I want to stay consistent to what we're talking about here, and let's erase the pass catching ability. Oh. I feel like we should do the tight ends twice. I feel like they should go in the receiving category and in the extension of the offensive line. Okay? Lake City Fresh. I love that logo. Um, yeah, so, so let's focus on blocking. There's not a tight end in the league that blocks better. Excuse me. There's not a group of tight ends in the league that block better than the San Francisco 49er tight ends. Because Charlie, Charlie Warner will probably be in the top five blocking tight ends in the league. That's the one thing. He does really well. So Not he did a good well at Georgia runner. too. Right. So if we if we stay consistent to the show on protection wise, Niners one. I yes. feel like Seattle is two, Arizona is three, and I'm sorry the Rams are still fourth. Exact same order here, my friend. <laughs> I, I got here's what I said. Now I need 40, a Dos Equis. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. I said 49ers, uh Kittle plus the rookies, Seattle. Three good tight ends, all top 30 PFF scores. Cardinals, this is good tight end division. They should be higher, but the division's stacked. And then the Rams, they're just the Rams. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't We get the Rams uh, feedback from these Rams. Uh, Tell me who they would put there. They will find a way. and but, but they will find a way to make a case, which they should. Because I don't know. I, I we Look, I wish they can share my screen. We are researching, and we can't figure it out. Yeah. And these are opinion-based things. And, and look at this right here. Uh, man, uh, this brother, Bob RLB2, he says Niners, Hawks, then uh Rams, He went Rams, then cards. So he put the Rams in front uh, of the cards because maybe he likes Higby yeah. as, as that option. I just think the rest of the team isn't as solid. So I think Higby has not – he doesn't have another good year. But – Again, what I wanted to do was base the preface off of protection, yeah. not just pass catching. Well said, and that's why Ertz gets a little bit of a ding down or whatever else. So, all right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go through the composite rankings of the front seven and the protection of each one of these teams, kind of like a golf score. Then Clayton's going to take over the show, and we're going to go through some of these comments awesome. that we've been stealing and get back to another one of Sean's questions that he had earlier. So, we ranked each we're, we're now up to what is that six different units the defensive front seven 
offensive tackles, interior offensive line, and tight ends. And again, first place gets one vote, you know, gets one, and then last place gets four. So the lower the score, the better. And dead last, the Rams. Listen to their unit rankings. They got a second, fourth, 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 fourth. Dang. Total score of 22. They're dead last by considerable margin. Next up is the Cardinals. They got a 4-3-3-2-3-3. 16 total score. Seattle, 3-2-2-3-1-2. Total score of 13. And then you got the 49ers. 1-1-1-1-2-1. Total score of 7. So 7 for the 49ers, 13 for Seattle, 16 for the Cardinals, and Rams at 22. So based on these scores... Arizona's closer to the Seahawks than they are the Rams. Mm. I was not expecting that. So they're closer to the front than they are the bottom. Or the middle, perhaps. Or the middle, yeah. Because I think the Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL, and I think as we continue through this, maybe the Rams will make a jump up. But, man, the Rams just – the Rams have four players. That's we'll it. see, you know, again – as we do this show, we're just basing it off of position groups and things like that. There's so many factors that can change. There's so many variables that can happen. And so then, so then, if 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 somebody said that the Rams are, will will be better than the Cardinals, I can't argue with them. I mean, they, at least they have the coaching, like they have that experience. Whereas the Cardinals are going to get a new coach, blah, blah 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 blah. And usually that doesn't work out, especially if you don't have the team. You know yeah. what I mean? Kyler Murray won't be playing for first several weeks of football so it's not like the coach is going to be walking into a win-win situation he's going to have to find a figure out a way and i just don't think they'll get it done which makes sense why they probably will be the worst team even though we're ranking them higher than some of these position groups with the rams they have better depth than the rams but the rams have the star power it look at terror what ah. he just said the cardinals don't have d hop they're bottom dwellers like so cooper cup Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald can cover up a lot of grossness because those are three damn good players at important positions. Interesting. Who are the stars on the Cardinals, right? Because I don't think they have them. I don't think they have stars outside of Buda Baker, maybe. Well, I mean, defensively, they have stars. So that's what makes them contend. They still have stars on the defense. I'm looking. Listen, all right. Kyler Murray, when he plays star James Conner, I mean, I don't know if y'all remember, but he ran over the, he ran over us. I, you know, Marquise Brown could potentially be a weapon. Rondell Moore is that speedy guy. But so are if, any of these Pro Bowl or all pro players? Good point. I think uh, Kyler Murray, depending on, like, he won't be a, a all pro player this year. But I feel like he has potential to be that at some point in his career. He's, he, let, let's keep it a buck. He's not a bad quarterback. He just can't stay healthy. But defensively, man, they got some they got some pieces. They got yeah. some pieces. I I I like Zaven Collins. I like Buda Baker. Uh I think Ojulari would be something something to watch. Owen Papo. These young guys, man, they might make a stand for themselves. And then what's the kid that uh they moved back to safety? Did they move him back to safety? No. Oh yeah, Isaiah. Uh Isaiah uh Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, these are guys that could potentially be all pro, depending on how they start their seasons. But see, here's the weird thing: 
I don't think they had one all pro or pro bowl player last year. Not they one. They didn't. And and it's because of the it's it's because of the team just being bad. Listen, if your team is bad, you get overlooked. I thought Buda Baker had a damn good season. Mm-hmm. Uh and unfortunately it just wasn't enough to help his team win. Like yeah. it just wasn't. Like he can't score points. He's not on offense, you know. And the defense, we know what it's like when you're – as a 49er fan, you know what it's like when your defense is on the field (laughs) 75% of the time. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Luke Luna, what's up, man? He says, Wayne Bracey, I'm sucked again, my bad. Look at his tattoos, bro. Like, he's a dope-ass artist, man. I know. He's just far away from me. I didn't know you were unsubbed, but thank you for resubbing. And thank you for the contribution this to – happy 4th of July to you, my friend. I love it. I love it. All right, we're going to turn it over to the mad scientist, the man behind the scene, Clayton. Take it over, my friend. All right, let's get back to this question, okay? We talked a little bit about Sean's stuff earlier. He said the cards are garbage. Now, you know, I just talked about how they're closer to Seattle than they are the Rams. Uh, Seattle got a 13 score. Cardinals got a 16. Rams got 22. I don't know. Like, I don't... Isn't it the same, though? 16, 6 to 22... No, no three. so it's three. three different three. from Seattle three. and six different. I mean, twice mm-hmm. the difference. Mm-hmm. And so, again, why are we doing this? This is a whole different approach to the strength of these teams. Number one goal for every team in the NFL, win your damn division. That's it. If you have better groups, that's it. So my takeaway from this is maybe the cards aren't as bad as we thought. Maybe the Rams are worse than we thought but, so far. Uh, from a perspective, correct. But again, sometimes it comes down to how well coaches coach mm. yeah, and how matters. well these players will play for their coach. You know, There we go. And so, I do not like Jonathan Gannon at all. That at is, all. And Sean McVay, we know, is a hell of a coach. That dude, he's going to get a lot more out of it. Okay, let's go to the second part of Sean's – or third part of Sean's questions. Guys, do you think Shanny will ever up his air attack? The deep ball. Chicks love the deep ball. Wayne – are we going to throw a deep more often? I mean, it it, it depends on how the game. I, I think it depends on how the game is going. I was going back, you know, doing my statistical homework and going through, you know, notes and and film and things like that. And that's kind of what I'm doing in like my little downtime. I'm just just going back to refresh myself on. I'm finding so many tidbits, like like little things. And so, like, I mean, as far as the deep ball goes, I mean, we know that we have one back that's particularly better at the deep pass. He has a stronger arm, and that's Trey Lance. And then when you bring in a guy like Brock Purdy with not as strong as an arm, who can still potentially throw, get the ball downfield, like, I mean, it is what it is. Do I want to see it? Yeah, I, I think it's something that they should do. I think you want to take the top off the defense a little bit. But it's not something you, that Kyle Shanahan has to do. You know why? Because of Yak. And because of the players that he has, do you did you know Debo Samuel have four hundred and ninety nine of his six hundred yards? They were yak yards, bro. The freak. So so when you look at stuff like that, and you're saying to yourself, "Man, yeah, I would love for us to air off the ball and things like that." I think Kyle Shanahan is just realizing that it's good to have that in the arsenal. We'll attempt it every now and then. I would like to see it more off the play action. I feel like when Trey boots to the left or boots to the right or 
boots to the left or boots to the right. You get those deeper passes down the field, but it seems like, you know, teams got a bite on it. So that's yeah. set up through the run game. But to answer the question, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we should add that air attack to the game. Trey Lance has the arm to do it. I th- Sam Darnold has the arm to do it. And I think Brock Purdy will have the arm to get it down the field. So why not take the top off the D a little bit? Yeah, look at Josh. He says he built his offense, so you don't need the deep ball. You've got yeah. all these playmakers, and I'm 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 building a whole entire show on this concept of the new age defenses that have evolved from the Fangio system with the shell coverage and this idea of forcing teams to not make mistakes and have these, you know, 10, 15 play drives and Shanahan's counter to that. Um, which I've still got a ways to go on that. That'd be a couple weeks out, but Wayne said it perfectly well. I don't think Shanahan's idea is I want these super high efficiency plays where I can put the ball into a playmaker's hand and he can turn a three yard gain into a seven yard gain. And I want first downs with no negative plays. That's it. And so I don't think he has to, obviously we want the deep ball. Obviously, but that's it. I mean, and you look at it, you, the, the longer you stay on the field, the more first downs you get, the more you control the clock. You know, you just got to turn those into touchdowns, right? Yep. And so when you look at the 49ers, guys, what do we have more than any team in the NFL? Playmakers. playmakers. Yeah. I love it. Jack Knox, sticking with the theme. Appreciate the super chat. I know we're going 17 to 0. I know that much, period. Consistent. She has been consistent, She's and I consistent, freaking love it. And I love it. Mm hmm. Awesome. Awesome. All right, let's get to the next one. Lake City Fresh. I'm hearing Braden Willis. We talked to tight ends earlier. Is looking smooth and could get a lot of time. His run blocking is looking better than a lot too. That's not even close. And again, after the draft unfolded, Latu was the head scratcher pick. But then we kind of got to know a little bit more about what the plan was. It's long-term development for Latu and his ceiling. But Braden Willis was a gold helmet guy. Somebody that fit what the Niners wanted, fits the everything that they want. I think Braden Willis early, Cameron Law too late. Thoughts, Wayne? Yeah, I mean, two interesting different types of tight ends, but they can be with Kyle Shanahan. See that so the key is Kyle Shanahan and 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 finding the right way to utilize them. And I think that's what makes these two guys stand out like I, I, you can line up willis in the backfield you can split him out wide you can put him in the slot latu in the slot would be in my can you imagine that big ass tight end in the slot just like running like th- like think about the different things kyle shanahan is trying to do again these are playmakers right because what did these guys do in college make plays it's from yak but making sure they secured the first down uh just just making the right play and i think you got high competent uh guys out there and i think that's what kyle shanahan wants so if you say willis early because he might be off to a more of an athletic start and understand the scheme and understand how to block because that's what he does he gets open he it's just who he is as by his nature and then i feel like latu again will groom right into that same thing he's in the greatest system one of the greatest yep. systems of all time right and so this is great for him so it's going to be very interesting to see how these two tight ends are going to be utilized a little different even with george kiddo and the other tight ends i mean i know everybody's not making the squad but training camp is going to be a mother sucker i could tell you that right now i know that's while you were talking like the little 
overweight gerbil in my head that's running on the wheel. You know what I'm talking about? The little squeaky wheel. I need to get some WD-40 up there. Was spinning, and I'm like, man, you know what I want to see? I want to see us go into a goal line set and 13 personnel. One running back, three tight ends. So you've got George Kittle. You've got Braden Willis. you got Cameron Law, too. And so it's a goal line set, right? They go all big, and it's like, look, man, this is going to be a jumbled formation, power formation. But it's not. Because you keep Braden Willis inside, you split out George Kittle, you spit out Cameron Law too. You put those players in space against linebackers. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you understand what Kyle Shanahan is really doing? He's yeah. trying to manipulate every defense, like, and he can because he has these. He's specific. He has pieces with specific skill sets. I'm on yep. my taking shit right now. This is <laughs> this is what he does. This is what I have he a very has. particular set of skills. Very particular set of skills. And, and Law two set of skills. All time touchdown score for tight ends for at tight ends. Oh my god. Where's my ding ding? Pause. <laughs> Sorry. There's... Oh my gosh. That's what I'm talking about, yo. This is gonna be. I feel like the Niners' offense is finally in year seven going to be fun to watch mm -hmm. 30 point team averaging to me i feel like there'll be a 30 point team what's that four more what, what, what did we average all last season 28 something yeah it was up there i i don't have the numbers in front of me I'm, I'm, you don't have to have it but i i feel like it was like 26 to 28 we started averaging 30 as brock came in i, I think the niners are going to be able to run the ball you're getting a full year Starting season with Christian McCaffrey, the offensive line to me is more solidified than it was last year. I know that sounds weird. I just feel like it's a better offensive line, and I think it'll continue to gel. I feel like the weapons, we didn't lose any weapons. That's the, that's the scary part. And the only question mark is who the hell is going to start at the quarterback position? I tell you what, it doesn't matter. That's right. 26.4 points per game on the season, Wayne, uh, just so you know. And look at this question from Nathan. He says, when you watch Willis in college, you can easily see how he does fits into the uh, into the team. Lawton and Willis are different types of players, similar bodies. And if you want to watch that, Nathan, uh, I've got several game tape breakdowns on each one of those players on our Patreon. Uh, you can go check that out. Just type in 49ers Rush Patreon on Google Machine, and it will pull up there. All right, well, Justin, let's get through uh, one or two more questions, and then we'll wrap this show up. After procrastinating for months, I finally joined Patreon today. Looking forward to checking it out during my vacation. Welcome, Justin. Use that search feature. So that's the number one thing. On the homepage, you just type in a player. You want to see Trey Lance breakdowns. You want to see Debo breakdowns. Use that. Uh, rookies, all that stuff. We have multiple tapes broken down on every single uh, rookie draft pick we got up there. And, yeah, so check that out. And, man, we're doing the Super Bowl Zoom party Wednesday, 49ers versus the Chargers, 5.30, our last one, going to be fun. Um, here we go. Take this last one, Wayne. In our reality from 49ers Faithful Forever, none of these offensive lines have a chance at stopping our defensive line. And, you know, this is one of the, you know, this is a great perspective to look at stuff because if you want to know where the 49ers improved in the offseason, it's right up there in the front. And I couldn't reiterate more how we needed to find a way to apply pressure from the middle. I felt like that was the weakness, John. We were at several games together, and yeah. the middle just did not look as strong as it needed to be. So they got the best defensive interior guy in the free agent market, 
And he not only can he plug the middle, it's this guy that can rush the passer. And I think when you look at that, you're like, damn. So what Hargrave will do is just make life easier for your edge guys. <laughs> and so, like, that's what you got to do, man. This, this, it's going to be tough for these offensive linemen to stop the pass rush. And Steve Wilkes has said it over and over again. Every time he speaks, I mean, the one thing he's been consistent in saying is it starts up front. And so if you want those guys, we had 20 interceptions uh, as a defensive team last year, which 10 of them came from the safety position. How do I know? Because my safety video is going to be on the Patreon today. So of them came from the safety position alone. If you want to add the three from my man Ward, okay, but he didn't play safety last year. So that's why I said 10 came from the safety position. So like, it's going to be so crazy to see how this works out. And John, it took me a minute because you know I wanted to draft Jair Brown, but it hit me as I'm doing my research why they drafted Jair Brown. It's three categories the Niners paid attention to, and I tell you what, you can find that out on the Patreon. So uh, I, I know a lot of people uh, have joined my Patreon, and I appreciate that. Wayne, walk us through uh, your Patreon and where we could sign up for that and yeah. what that looks like. So, um, you know, John is the king of, of of everything, and so what I try to do is I take his crumbs and and I and and I start my own meal with the crumbs, right? And so I have a Patreon. It's uh patreon.com backslash at Wayne Breezy. Doesn't have the in front of it. I don't, don't know how to change it to put the the. But I do different types of content. It's more like just, you know, me just going on there, just talking about different perspectives and things like that. And I like to break down certain positions. So right now I'm working on my expectations from each position group. Uh, and I'm giving you three expectations per group. The first one that I did uh, were the wide receiver positions. And the second one is going to be the safety positions. Now, you will be able to get clips of that on the YouTube, but you're going to get the full with the video clips and, and the film footage. All that's on the Patreon. So you're not going to get any of that on YouTube. tired of getting flagged for, for putting stuff in YouTube videos. So that's what the Patreon is for. So if you guys want to subscribe, there's different tier packages Uh do so. Uh, uh, the more, the merrier. We'd love to have you guys over there. Support quality content from Thank people you, that work for the community uh, is very, very important. And look at this. Uh, you know, Peachy, you are incredible. Josh says both Patreons are great content. Josh well worth is money. amazing, yo. He's awesome. Sin, How I'm on we, both Patreons. We can't get Josh on the show because Josh I try to. to. Show. I he's know. He's researching like crazy, but I'm trying to get this dude on here because he's incredible. Uh, Josh, one of my favorite people ever. Like, he's awesome, man. He's good. So yeah, and Josh, gonna be, he's we, gonna hang out with us this year. I'm telling you, we'd love to get trips. you on one of these Tuesday or Friday shows, Josh, because man, you just be spitting some good things that makes us go left or right. And I love coming back to the center and finding a way to touch and agree. So thank you, Josh. Appreciate he's you. He's awesome. Terado, what's up, man? Uh, I'll let you take this one, Wayne. All right, Terradome says, let me add this. If we one more marquee or oh, add i think he forgot the word add if we add one more marquee pass rusher to compliment bosa hunter yannick yannick and gakwe etc y'all can't see 17 and no i i want one more i don't think the niners would do that bosa is impossible uh talking about the bosa brother like that would take like three first rounders plus um and well, he I, was saying to compliment Bosa. Then he started oh, naming gotcha, 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 gotcha. some Hunter, of the Yannick, available guys. Hunter's available for a trade. Danielle Hunter. That's uh, from Yannick's Minnesota. available just to sign. 
Um, I think it I want to add one more, but later though, John, I think I think the so. Niners test out what they have. I don't see Yana getting signed anytime soon, but no. because teams are going to go into training camp and they're going to figure out, do we really need to add this guy? And then can we wait? And the longer you wait, the cheaper he becomes, right? And so and Yannick's end, complained about training camp, I think, like three seasons in Three a row. seasons. <laughs> I don't think he wants to go to training No vets want to go to training camp, especially at D-line, because that's just plug and play. Like, ah. who gets it? So, like, yeah, D-line's a whole nother. That's, so, I, so now you don't, don't have do to that. worry about paying them those bonuses, the workouts, all that type of stuff. Like, all that's gone, right? And so now you could probably get them at a different type of value. And if I don't know what Yannick wants to do. Does he want to go to a contender? Does he want to get paid the most money? I mean, this... These are decisions that free agents can make. I don't think they need to trade for a guy, but if they did, I mean, anything is possible. I I yeah. really want to see what Drake Jackson can do opposite Nick Bosa. Why not? After them. Yeah. Well, look in the past too, right? You added um, what? You added CMC in the middle of the year. Middle you of the traded year. Traded for you know <laughs> Charles <laughs> Minnie middle of the year. You got Emmanuel you Sanders in middle of the middle year. of the year. So you got to see where your deficiency is, and the Niners have a little bit of cap space. There it you is. You got a lot of draft capital. So wait till you get in, reassess, address your biggest weakness, and then go forward. Yeah. I mean, that's the Niners' way. And yeah. it's the Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. That's their way. And that's what I've we're starting to become accustomed to, right? So it's always kind of like to wait to see what happens. What if we end up with a big injury somewhere else? And we want to plug or replace that with a, a person that may be available. You're wrong. We have capital. We have we have players. We have think about the running back room. Like there's this is when you can move certain pieces. Now, I'm not saying we're gonna move anybody, but I'm just saying. Right. Wait till the wait till the Niners have to do something. But right now, let's monitor what we have. Let's see what these guys. We signed several edge rushing free agents. That didn't amount to much in their football career. But guess where they're coming? They're coming to San Francisco, and they're going to be under Chris Kosarek. And I guarantee the light's going to light a different fire under their assholes. So at this point, I want to see what we got. I want to see what we work yep. with. We'll find like out. It. Training camp. Man, we're getting so many freaking good questions. You guys are killing it keep, today. Keep them coming, man. It's the fourth, man. Keep them coming. I'm, I'm we good. We celebrate, baby. This is awesome. Thank you, Clayton. Uh, he's killing too. Ronnie, how many running backs will oh, the squad shoot. carry this year? I want them all, baby. Pokemon. Uh, Got to catch them all. But gotta you catch got... them all. So, Wayne. All right. Kyle check. That's one. CMC, He's... two. CMC, two. Um... <laughs> Jordan I Mason think... ain't going nowhere. It's got to be Jordan Mason. I was Elijah having this conversation. Mitchell ain't going nowhere. Maybe trade. I, I don't. I, I think they keep them all. TDP, that's five. I, I, that's five running backs. Four running backs and a fullback. Yeah. I think that's where it is. Too. I don't know where we're going to lessen the, the number for the position. I don't know which group is going to be. I feel like they go five running back, six wide receivers. That's 11. That's 11 right there. So going to be tight whenever you cut tight. down to 53. We say mm. it every year, but this roster has gotten better and better. That's the difference. The roster has gotten better, right? And so you're like, damn, which running back am I going to like have to cut? I don't think they cut. I don't think you cut any of them. You because remember they, when they cut Jake Brindle? They cut course. Jake Brindle. Of course. They cut Jake Brindle. Of course. And they brought him back just two years ago. I it, Can they do that with him back? Uh, I don't think you I can feel cut like, TDP. Trey Sermon's like still on the Eagles roster for crying out loud. Yeah, but I feel like if, if they were to cut T, I don't want them no, to, but if they were to cut yeah, he's, he's he's gone. He's nope, gone. Nope, nope, nope. 
And Jordan Mason did too much and too little. Can't, there's too much good film. He would be. That's claimed. what I'm saying. He did too much and too little time opportunity. He he would be gone. So he would get sopped up like a biscuit and gravy. Real he would quick. be. I'll tell you what would happen to Jordan Mason if he got cut. He would be the heir apparent to Derrick Henry. He would be their number two back. And when Derrick Henry r- rides off into the sunset, he would be the starter and rush for freaking 1,500 yards. And that's not system. happening on our block, bro. I ain't We're letting, not letting that happen. That happen. Yeah, look at that, Jack. She says, better not touch Jordan Mason. You and I, we are the you're the president, Jack. Yes. I'm the vice president of the Jordan mm-hmm. Mason fan club. Mm-hmm. Um, signed, sealed, delivered. Let me know when our next meeting is. Uh, back to Jack again. Thank you for the contribution. Wish we all live close. Uh, she says, I would feed you all sausage. Then there were a bunch of comments about get your mind out of the gutter. She was being sweet, not dirty. Uh, either way, we appreciate you. <laughs> I just caught and on I, what you said. Yeah, I, I do uh, wish <laughs> we were fourth, all together. Man. Sausages no for everybody. It'd be like Ooh. a sausage party. Pause. Look at this. Bre- <laughs> Wade, you, the things you say, Wade. I I, I forgot freaking... that was a movie. Well, but... you just do you, bro. Okay. You do you. I ain't mad. I, I ain't I mad. Did, I, I'm not liking Jahan hey. Dotson's score on <laughs> Diamandur Lenore either. <laughs> oh, there we go. It just showed uh, up on let... my TV. There we go. Brett Sinclair. Do you think Trent's successor is already on the 49ers roster? It's an interesting question. I think the competition for it is there. I don't think the Niners would be happy. Again, I think the long-term successor would be a competition between Leroy Watson and a draft pick. I don't think it's just Leroy Watson, but you have a contingency plan. But, yeah, you would – Ideally, I think in every single mock draft that is going to be created next year with our first round pick should be a left tackle. Right. And that's and that's where Josh is going. Like, I don't I don't know. And it sucks because I don't think they will ever. And that's even if he comes back. Like, look at the what the 49ers did. Like, listen, I thought Joe Staley was one of the greatest left tackles I've watched play football. Right. And I think we he get was the greatest 49ers offensive lineman of all time. <laughs> Until Trent. Until. And then, yeah. But see, see what I'm saying? I don't think there will ever be another Trent. And I don't even know, Josh, if the 49ers would draft a tackle. Because they don't hit on them draft picks at these offensive line positions. They don't it, it, They don't hit right. I wouldn't be surprised if they always find a way to have that one position be the one that they figure out and they just pay. They just be like, we're just going to pay it. I know it's Maybe you'll get you'll bring one. somebody over. Yeah, and then fill a different void. I, I I think that's the route. You know, find that athletic guy, the guy that can block well, guy that can move, and a guy that fits Kyle's system. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if they did that though. And sticking with what you said earlier, look at Kali. He says McKivitz will surprise me this season, but maybe McKivitz is the left tackle, which, which is the more difficult position. But he's he played four years at West Virginia there. He did some spot starts for Trent there. Like maybe he's the left tackle. And you bring in a right tackle. Maybe that's Matt Pryor next year. That's not a bad group. That's not a bad not. group. And, so and look, again, that's under the idea that maybe Trent retires. I don't think he will. I hope he doesn't. But it's a possibility. I think we. We win the Super Bowl. I could see him walking off into the sunset. Okay. I think if we don't win the Super Bowl, he's gonna stick he around till he it. gets that dub. Like he, he, because we, we, we're always so freaking close, right? He's already in the Hall of Fame, right? Easily. See here, he's he's played twelve. Well, he missed a couple years. Ten Pro Bowls, two All Pros. Out of how his many only, years, bro? Uh, he's played twelve years. So but he's he, made the Pro Bowl ten times. 
10 times. 10 Which consecutive means if he wouldn't times. have missed those two years that you're talking about, it would have been 12 straight Pro Bowls. Yeah, he, he's made 10 Pro Bowls, man. That's Listen, crazy. I no, because he missed 2019, but he's made the Pro Bowl 10 consecutive years that he's played. Okay, so every time he's played, he's made the Pro Bowl. Uh, his first two years, he did not. Okay, so his rookie and his sophomore year, he did. Correct. That's because he was on the stinking-ass Washington. Never mind. But but you get where I'm going with this. But I will say this. like His only two All-Pro years were back-to-back years the last two years. The he Niners. was All-Pro second team in 2015. Now, if I scroll down to the Pro Football Reference Hall of Fame monitor score, uh, he's got a 61.45. And the average Hall of Fame is a 95. So he if he gets a Super Bowl, I think he might need one more year. If he makes All-Pro this year, guaranteed lock. Damn. Yeah, he's got a ways to go there. But it's because he he didn't he doesn't have Super Bowl. He doesn't have – yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's close. I think he's close. I think he's close. Got to got to give him that Super Bowl, but how one how more all pro year. And the, and it's going to be almost impossible. There's only one way he won't make all pro. Yeah. And I don't want to discuss that. Yeah. Like just the only way. It's the only way he's not making all pro. Look at this Grand Ace and he says and this would be our last question. I, I love that we went long. This is fun. Oh, this he is says, John, the- is your way of getting tickets the day of 100% thinking to try it for the Steelers <laughs> game, uh but don't end up out back. Look, I'll I'll say this. I've got Super Bowls this way. Now, I did get stuck one time, and that was at the Raiders game. And so I, I paid a little bit more because they didn't drop. They went back up they the went day up. of the Raiders game. That was, that was, that was the was most on expensive New Year's. ticket. That was on New Year's. Yeah. That was the most expensive game in the entire regular season. Yeah. But uh, ask Wayne, because I know Wayne gets stressed with me whenever I do this. Well, when we, we argue, uh, we like we, to argue. We go back and forth, but then I've just learned, you know, to trust John. At the end of the day, it's what it comes down to. And if John says it'll happen, it'll happen. He's never he's never done me wrong. So I, I'm I'm old school. I'm like my, my mom taught me to be prepared well in advance. My mom didn't tell me about John Chapman. So now that I'm learning, I just I just fall back, man. And and here's the here's the cool thing, right? If John and I don't make it into the game, we'll find a place where we'll have the best freaking time and people will want to be with us. Like, that's kind of like what it is. So, like, at the end I've of the never day, missed it's a win-win. Win. If right. I want to go, I go to the game. Right. And so, well, I do wait. But here's what I'll tell you. You get your plane tickets and hotels early. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you st- this is still early. This is still early. Planes and hotels early, game tickets late. But if that stresses you out, money is not worth the stress that it will cause you if you are a planner. And that's okay. Everybody can't do crazy stuff like I do. But I've done it so many times and I know where to look. I don't have problems. So I'm good. I I get into the game. You're not keeping me out. And one time, how many games have I been to the last two years? Over 30. Yeah. And playoff games, Super Bowl games, whatever else. Like, I get in. I get in. National championship. It works all the time. I'm telling you guys. So, and this is counterproductive to my own self. If I wanted to, I just wouldn't tell anybody else that it would be better for me because there's more inventory late because most people don't do that. But that's not what we're about here. Plus, plus we like to sit in certain spots. True. That is true. So, if you have the money and you're like, man, I really want this spot in this section, that's not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be between the 20s. 
high up, low. I want to be in the higher section, low row, if that yeah, makes sense. Just go look at some of those film clips posted from the game. That's where we're sitting, and I'm yep. able to get on the field with the clips. So it's yep. pretty cool. That's what's up. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, before I turn it over to Wade, I just want to say thank you. This show was freaking – I had a great freaking time. Clayton killed it. The comments killed it. This yeah, is fun, I, Wayne. And so let me address – so I see my man Aaron in here. Shout out to Aaron. Thanks for uh, for joining the, the, the show. Listen, I am taking a break. So as far as that, the Wayne Breezy live shows, those are going to be, you know, coming back in the next couple of weeks. But I will be doing the Friday show with John, so we're going to simulcast that on both both channels every I week. I planned so. the, my move around the Friday show with Wayne. Facts. So what that will still go on. Uh, I just needed a break because I want to I want to find ways to create a little bit differently. And it's hard to do it when you're prepping for a live show. and you, It's just tough. So take a little break. Get my mind right. Get my body right. Get my sleep. Get my health good. Because I got a lot of unhealthy stuff to do when football season starts. Like, I mean, I'm going to be up. I'm, my travel's going to suck. I'm probably going to be late to play. Like, John knows. Y'all know how it is when Breezy travel. Flights don't lot. come. They don't show up. The airplane didn't go when it was supposed to. I go to a different country. Yo, John, I was in Mexico in a different country, bro. Like, I will never forget how scared I was. I just I got a show idea. Instead of where's Waldo, where's Wayne where's Breezy? And we just, like, we, we, we do a whole thing. We do a whole thing. Where's Wayne? And we get you, like, a cool shirt. Man, you could do the stripe. Dude, yo, dude could do the stripe shirt. Right. We should do that. Like, yo, let's do it, man. Look. Find a way, but John, this has been real, man. And this has been refreshing and a little and replenishing. So John prepped this show. So if you guys know, I'm on here just talking my talking out the behind. John, John has all the information. I'm just like, uh-huh. Yep, cool. Yep. But nah, this is what I needed. Like, and John's been able to give me that break that I needed. So I appreciate you, bro. All right. Well, this Friday on Wayne show, we got corners, safeties, and kicking specialists. So kickers, punters, snappers, that's what we're going to be ranking on this next show. That's going to be Friday. Going to be fun. Wayne, take us out whenever you're ready. Hey, listen, man. Enjoy your 4th of July, however it is you choose to celebrate it. I know John's mad, but listen, you don't have to be like John. You could be like Breezy. Yes. Be merry. Celebrate this independence. Have fun. Most importantly, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.